Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Good evening and welcome back to Four Times in a Podcast. You join us on the evening of the 28th of November. It's just about two or three hours since Celtic lost in Rome 2-0 to Lazio. A late double from Chiro Immobile seeing Celtic's Champions League and European hopes dashed as they cement their place as the fourth place finisher in this group that we were in. Yes, there's no chance of any Europe after Christmas as we head into match day six against Feyenoord. So just going to cover the game, maybe a wee bit about the campaign in general and what we think's to blame and how we can move on from it. Tony, I'll come to you first. It's I've seen a stat saying that's now 15 Champions League games without a win for Celtic, so it's no something that's shocked us tonight, and especially away from home in Europe, it's just something you become accustomed to watching Celtic in Europe. What, what did you make of the night? What's your thoughts on it? I feel as though I've watched the game before. I thought we were fine for, for large parts of the game. I don't think Rodgers gets tactics wrong. I think the players on the park played to the absolute best of their ability. It's just that their ability isn't good enough, some of them. And then I think it was summed up quite well with the subs bench. Lazio brought on Ciro Immobile, who's a great player, and, and Pedro, who's, a, who's been a fantastic player and a World Cup winner. And we brought off James Forrest and brought on Mikey Johnson. I, I don't want to go in either one of them, and I thought, actually, Mikey Johnson was OK when he came on. But that's just it's so unacceptable in 2023 that James Forrest is starting a, a really crucial Champions League game. And that his replacements, Mike K. Johnson, I know you can look at injuries and different things like that, but those we've known for quite a few years that these two guys probably aren't good enough to play for the club. So that's a, a failing in itself. It's not just so much the bringing of players in, it's the holding of players that should be let go or should be, be moved on for now. It's, it's, it's just it's, it's a bit of a mess, I think. I, I think Lazio are a poor team. I think Sarri will get sacked before the season ends. I don't think they're in particularly good form. I think they just lost the last game. It was another opportunity, but it just felt very much just like Celtic in Europe. 
it's hit the board. I don't know, Kiki, but an attack. I thought we were passive. I thought we were we were poor. I guess it's just. I mean, 15 games you have won in the Champions League. I mean, there's been winnable games in there. Lazio home and away, Feyenoord away. Last year, Leipzig home and away, Shakhtar Donetsk home and away. It's it's really just it's just unacceptable. And then I see the board at an EGM last week justifying the increase in salaries because they think they're doing a good job. They have been an absolute embarrassment when it came to Europe. But but I get it. I, I get that. If I if, all, if I worked through all my pals. And we were all making millions of pounds. I wouldn't say, if, if it was us four running Celtic, we were making an asset in Europe. I wouldn't say I'd use because of my pals. Or if it was my son and then <laughs> or my, my mate's son, you know, I wouldn't sack them. I would I would probably give them the money and I get that. But that's that's how you would maybe run a, a bowling club, no, a, a worldwide football club. So it's just it's just absurd. It's just it really is. And I see there's still some people on social media trying to bat for the board and how we're meant to sign these players and how we are we meant to pay them big money. Yes, yes, we're meant to actually invest loads of money, take a bit of risk, and see how we go. That is what we should do. We should break our wage structure, bring in better players, and see if we can have a crack at Europe. Because the last two years in a row, I think we've had groups that we could have competed in and gained points. I think we've competed at, at times in this group, but we've no managed to get any points. I mean, you look at the difference. Like, obviously, Athletic Madrid have got much better finances than us, but when they were doing to 10 men against us, we, we never really looked the scoring for that last 15 minutes. When we were doing to 10 men against them, they just blew us apart. But you, you do feel as though you're kind of screaming into the void. Is there any way that you're going to be able to overthrow as a fan base? Dermot Desmond, Ross Desmond, Peter Lawwell, Mark Lawwell, and the board of directors? Nah, probably no. <laughs> I mean, that's just me being honest. Are enough fans going to just say, you know what, we're going to protest and mock it when we're eight points clear? No, because again, the big be-all and end-all is to beat the, the glorious club across the city who've managed one title in 12 years and with me drop points, they just follow suit. And, you know, it's just... <laughs> I've enjoyed, I mean, the last kind of 11 years, I've enjoyed domestically fantastic, some of the best days of your life, but it just can't be the be-all be and end-all for Celtic. I just I refuse to, to just concede that this is all we can be, is just a... A club that dominates Scotland. I mean, get guys like Craig Levine in Scotland, Derek McInnes, who, who knocked us out a cup, funnily enough. But, you know, it's just a, there's a lot of poor people in Scotland in terms of involved in the game, the people that run the game. It, just be, I know it's great to dominate it, but I can't just be hit every year because we should be dominating it. I think I think we need big change. I, I, I think I think we need a change of direction in terms of the board. I think I see Rogers coming out after the game and saying we need quality. Why did we not get quality in the summer? It's just nothing makes sense. It's been just the most bizarre Champions League qualifying attempt ever in, in the groups. Uh, you can you kind of get fed up repeating yourself. You know, I just why would they go out and really splash the cash and try and make a dent in a group where. I think Fire and are, are reasonably good. I think Athletic Madrid are good, but I think if we we did get three or four good quality players, a better goalkeeper, better left back, a ball winning midfielder, maybe another striker, we could have beat Lazio home and away. Don't care what anybody says. I, I think that was achievable. But it seems to be that as long as we're ahead of Rangers, that nothing else matters. And the board, of, the board of directors have to get salary increases. But God forbid we actually increase our wage structure for players. I just. 
but I don't know. You kind of get fed up. There's probably people fed up listening to us talk about the board already this season. I just think another opportunity missed, and I don't think it will change. I think you make a lot of good points. I think tonight's game in general, just to cover it, I thought we were okay. I thought I was a bit worried when I seen the starting lineup. Obviously, Paolo Bernardo no been seen since we shipped six in a Atletico Madrid few weeks ago and then uh, yet again like it has been a few times this season just brought in from the cold to start a, a vital game doesn't seem to get much league action but he it's thrown in I thought he actually had a really good first half I thought he carried the ball very well and it was one instance the first half he should have played a better pass to Yang when he'd sort of carried the ball 10-20 yards but apart from that I thought he was quite impressive James Forrest was also the man that was brought in to be on the wing along with Yang thought Two of them pretty anonymous. I don't think we really had much in out ball. And Yang especially, I thought he had a few moments in the second half where he got a bit better, but I thought the first half he was terrible. And early in the second half as well, I thought he just looked like he, he didn't want the ball. He seemed to fall over every time that got the ball as well. And I know he's a really young guy, and I think it's part of the problem is that we're, we're in these games where there's that much pressure on players like that that do need time to develop. But... We were in a position where he was like the nailed on starter of the night just because other options were suspended, injured, and it just not as good as what we need at this level. But I thought he was pretty poor. Hugo, I think, he had a chance early in the first half and a chance early in the second half. But apart from that, barely got a touch. And in all honesty, look, Hugo's got so much credit in the bank that I feel harsh pulling him up. But I thought he was probably one of the main culprits for the first goal. I thought. It was him going forward that was quite easily dispossessed by Luke. Yeah, I thought he should have got rid of the ball sooner. And then he sort of coming back and Wendouzi just sort of runs past him and he doesn't track him at all. And that's what leads to a mobile scoring. The goal itself, it's just a typical Celtic goal that you can see in Europe away from home where it's a deflected shot that just happens to fall to one of the most prolific strikers in Serie A history. And then the second, that is another sort of trademark of Celtic away in Europe. We don't just concede one, we concede two straight after each other. And obviously the game's done at that point. And then you get the added insult to yet another VAR decision gone against us when we have a penalty overturned. And I've seen something to say, it's just, it seems ridiculous that every sort of VAR decision in this group seems to have went against us. And look, we might get called paranoid for saying that, but you just look at everyone and I think everyone has went against us, some very harshly so, and some don't even get looked at. You look at games and against Athletic Madrid when Hitati seemed to get elbowed and Kyogo and Alistair Johnson seemed to get really dangerous tackles put in on them and they don't even get checked. It just... It seems a bit ridiculous, but that just sort of sums up the campaign. Danny, I'll bring you in before I go in on the board, because uh, I could be here all night. I'll, I'll bring you in on the game itself. What, what's your thoughts on it? Probably been covered by you and Tony so far, I'd say. I think, I mean, what, what can I say? They, they played all right, didn't they? I mean, they, I need to preface this. No player or no member of manager or member of coaching staff has let Selig down in the Champions League this year. But... We're so grossly underprepared for this level. The manager's not been backed. The board have been so negligent towards this playing staff. It's fucking unbelievable. And you see a team tonight that was a bit of a skeleton team with all the injuries and suspensions we've got, etc. And they play probably to their potential. They play to the best of their abilities against a team that aren't they great. But every one of the Lazio players you would probably put in the Celtic team. Maybe that says more about the state of our team than it does Lazio's, but just, like, 
they played all right. They popped the ball about really well under pressure. People, they, it's not as if they let us of the ball. They knock it about well under pressure until it comes to that last pass where you need to open them up. And I know they've O'Reilly's done it for Kyogo for his goals in the group, but they should be doing that at least once every game where they open a team up and create a chance and whether it goes in or not. There's, it seems to be no belief amongst the fans. Like we never actually like that one you're talking about with Bernardo. He takes a great touch and takes two Lazio players out of the game. He dribbles at goal and you. You know, in your head, you think he's either going to give this away or he's going to hit a shot for 30 years and he's going to find Rose Ed. And he passed it to Yang about two or three seconds too late. He telegraphed it by that point and then you're there away on the break. Kyogo missed the chances. He, you know, you don't maybe only get the chances in Europe. You need to hit the target. I know he did with one of them. Yang, I think he was trying to score when he headed it back across goal. And then Kyogo, I think he was trying to score. But they just didn't open up a team that weren't great enough. And O'Reilly, to me, in, in this group, is, in this year's Champions League, probably been the only player that really looks like he belongs at that level as an individual. I thought he was quite poor the night. Taylor, just, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of Taylor. I think he, he, you know, he deserves a lot of credit for how he, he worked on his game and basically changed himself to play as an inverted wing-back or full-back whatever for Ange. Probably bought himself a Celtic career with his work ethic uh, two summers ago, but it's like, just how many times do you want to see him just drag the ball back and play it back the way when it's when all it needs is a good pass forward? And the one in the first half, we about five minutes to go, where we won the ball high up. And next time he just play like, he, just, he doesn't even look, he just plays a mad lob 25 yards behind himself to scales. And it's like, maybe they don't believe that they're good enough to play it in a damaged teams at this level. Um, but it was just so disappointing the way they get beat. I mean, they're unlucky the deflection, but then, you know, you make your own luck and we don't, probably don't deserve any. I mean, you're right about the VAR thing. I think every single decision that's went to the ref has went against us this year for the VAR, so there is that. But it's like, again, we've not done, we've not really done anything. Like, if we acted like a bigger club, maybe we'd get treated like one of referees and things like that, but we don't. And just, even though Lazio never looked like scoring, um, I know they had a few breaks at the park and stuff, um, they had a few shots at goal and that, but, you know, we had the same amount of fucking openings as they did. Um, but yet, he just knew it was coming. And it didn't matter what minute it was. He just knew it was coming. And he knew it was coming before the end of the game. And then the second goal, I, mean, I just think skills is pathetic at it. And I hope, I, I hope to God that going forward we start to face him at the team. I don't think he's good enough. I think people get caught up in a few decent performances. But we need to start looking at Navrocki if he's fit again. Um, what's the point of us paying that Phillips's wages if he's not going to play? He'll probably go back in January anyway. Uh, Lager, Bielka, he's got to start getting a run because we're just handicapping ourselves. But the, the, the board are doing it to us as well, but it's just it's not good enough. And to go, the, this group, Tony's right. Like Of all the games we've played, do we deserve to have more than one point? We probably do. We should have beat Lazio at home. We shouldn't have got beat the night. We should have done, you know, if we see the final game at half time at each you don't know what will happen in the second half, but we just kind of lay down and took our beating in this Champions League. And we've, again, and this is going to sound bizarre, he's only been here since June and July, but I, this squad and this state, Rogers has taken them as far as he can in Europe. I, I, you take that, the kind of 18 players that he's played in the Champions League this year, if we keep them and play them in the Champions League next year, we're going to finish with a point again. They, you know, there's the the good players that are there, you know, your Carter Vickers, O'Reilly, like McGregor, Kyogo, they're not going to take a step forward in this team. You know, these players are playing. O'Reilly might as an individual, but as this team, 
who's going to take a step forward? You know, they're, they're not going to drag each other to another level. The, the team's playing to its potential in Europe, and as we've seen, it's clearly not good enough. And Rogers, I mean, if he does not get it's it's no case of spending 30 million in January, right? It's no that, and people think that you're lazy because you want to spend money, right? And people say, well, we got to go to spend this. No, we need to identify a fucking type of player like that's better than the one we've got. We need athletes in the middle of the park. We need players, not just wingers like Maeda who can get up and down. We need midfielders. We need box-to-box midfielders that can get up and down the park for 90 minutes. We need strikers that can create openings, put themselves about consistently. And you need defenders that can stone up. And you need a keeper that can catch a ball and play a couple of passes. But it's like, if you... If you if you put Rod if you gave Rogers the same squad next year and it, even in the Europa who have we got to beat in the Europa League with a squad the manager's been so grossly left behind by this board that what it, he's embarrassing himself you know we're getting embarrassed and they're just sitting there saying well what about Everton well what about Everton look what happened to them but you know they've got an answer for Everton and Honestly, it's just it's so deflating because you you you, you mean it's your club you want to see them good and win, but you know need to be surprised that we get beat <laughs> and you know if you just keep fucking sending that that group out, it doesn't matter who the manager is, they're they're not going to they're not going to grow. No, you make a lot of good points, Danny. I, I, it's hard to disagree. Andy, I'll bring you in. It's a, it's a bit like a therapy session tonight, so I'll let you get your thoughts on the night and the Champions League in general. Right now. I agree with. A lot of what Danny said, on a whole, you're well in the game. <clears throat> we had the bulk of possession, they had the bulk of chances. Um, I think their goal came about the 82nd minute or something like that. Like, you're still well in the game, but at that point, it, it doesn't even come down to the 11 that was on the park. I know we'd made subs before then, but that, that, that's what it comes down to. Like your squad itself, the, everybody, everybody that travelled there. Home, it comes down to them and who can make an impact, and we just don't have that for the bench. We scarcely had that in starting 11 anyway, but I thought they'd done well. I've got to agree, I think a lot of them probably played the best that they could. Um, but when you're you're sitting and you're relying on Yang and Forrest and Johnston and these guys who are your most sort of creative players as wide men to beat a man, get the ball in the box, and make things happen, then you're fucking halfway up shit creek if you're against a team like Lazio because they're just no good enough. Um, and again, people are keen to point to injuries and listen, I agree with Palma and my, obviously my either being suspended and Abada being injured, Tata being injured, 100% these impact the, the team and the strength of the team. But the reality is you register an entire squad for a reason. Every single team that play in that competition use their entire squad. You don't they don't just play with one eleven. And there's quality through that and it's we're just severely lacking with the managers not being back. That I still struggle to see why he's came back if really nothing's gonna change. Because it's the reason that he left before. It's well documented it's the reason that he left before. And if he turned round after January we go to next summer and they chucked it again. You wouldn't fucking blame them. Because people can point to Everton and people can point to all this fucking nonsense. Just because they're... I, I don't even think it's they're scared of anything like that happens here. Like, I think it's just that, for a lot of people, and I've said that many times, all they care about is being better than Rangers. And if and the, 
Sports got the meeting that they're hot. Because they believe if they can do that while fucking posting nothing but profits consistently, that's all they're happy with. But that isn't yet. That, see, like, you can't claim to be as big a club as we are, but then oh, you, you don't ever seek to improve in Europe. Um, clubs your size across the board improve in Europe and do better than we do. That that that's that's really as simple as that as that is. Um, but it's it all it comes to me is just the squad. Look, the, the campaign as a whole, there's been glimpses of good performances. There's been good 45s here. There's been decisions that you think, oh, if that goes the other way, your chances if that goes in, you never know. But the reality is, we've conceded a fucking lot of goals. We're sitting in one point. Didn't they find out the home here? Let's be honest. Um, will beat us, especially with nothing to play for, and they'll need to win their game. Oh, sorry, they'll know actually, um, unless they have a dramatic turnaround against Atletico Madrid. But as, as we're recording, there's probably only about 15 minutes or so left of that game. Um, so you would think it's going to be two sort of second string 11s going against each other, and I would back Fyners to, to beat us. I'd, I'd back their second string to probably be the first string, nine times out of ten anyway. But that's where we're at, and it just comes down to severe mismanagement um, by the board. It, it really does. They can, they can actually let it go to the cows came here about how difficult it is, and it's such a difficult market, and gears are the wee sound bites that they like to give. But there is players available if we're willing to spend the money. There's, we've spent how much on centre halves, and I, I agree with Danny again on scales, and it's not a single amount, but you can see where how people have got ahead of themselves because everybody expected them to be so bad and because he was alright it's getting bummed up to be more than what it is but especially as a team that will get so much possession he's poor on the ball his distribution of the ball is terrible at times and causes a lot of problems and we don't get forward as much as we should as easily as we should with him at the back That that's a simple reality and we do need to start looking to these boys that we've run out and spent money on and hopefully they're an improvement That that's, that's the long and short of it um, but we've got to go and improve on other positions. Um, we've still, I still don't see. I don't think we will replace Jota, but we need to. We said for long enough, or summer long, we need to replace Joe Hart. We did, they, and we've paid the price for it because he's cost us goals. Um, look, it's just constant, and you can you can see the problems, and you can see everything that. It's just no, this, this isn't came as a surprise, it will never come as a surprise, but the board are getting away with it and they'll continue to get away with it until fans do and say something about it. Um, because all the days consistently pat themselves in the back and say, we've done fucking brilliant. Like, being better than a fucking right rotten Rangers team with name mentality and a bunch of losers isn't anything to shout about. Um, really, our mark has got to be, have they improved as a team? And the answer to that is no. Um... I, I just don't know what it will take. Like, I see they're so, so bummed up so much about how much money we'll get sitting in the bank, but that means fuck all if you do anything with it, if you don't do anything with it. That, that's the reality. It means absolutely fuck all if you don't do anything with that money. And we don't. We consistently stand still. We leave managers. We like, we've done it with Ange as well. We leave managers like Ange and Rob. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Just basically boxing in Europe with one arm thing behind their back because we've got a point blank fucking refusal to go out and back them and back them well. Nobody's asking that we go and spend every single penny in that bank, but we're asking that we go and show a bit of ambition. We're asking that, as Tony mentioned earlier, it's not the fucking chairman's wages that go up, it's the players. We're asking that we try and improve on the starting 11 and the bench. We don't just stand still and you're saying it. We've talked about guys like Carter Vickers. Um, we've talked about guys like O'Reilly. And you think, brilliant players. You know, I think most fans know in your heart of hearts they're not going to be here forever. But it's, we always have to wait until they go before we get the new of the next Carter Vickers of the next O'Reilly. It's never when they're here. We look to put give them somebody closer to their level next to them to bring the best out of them. We never do it. It's constantly, once they go, we'll look at it before you even think about speculating. And it's just fucking nuts and it's tiresome and it's difficult. And especially as fans who fucking pour so much into the team and the club that just get taken for a fucking ride off the board. That, that's the long and short. Yeah, I think Tony mentioned on that the standard domestically is on its fucking arse. And you've got guys like Craig Levine who can't stop getting jobs, Derek McInnes can't stop getting jobs. You look at the fucking state of Rangers, honestly, the thought of them having a chance to gain points on us sends them to fucking bed and terrified because I fear they make an arse it and then they make an arse it. Like, being better than them domestically isn't anything massive to shout about. It really isn't. And I think half a part of me thinks we won't improve until they buck up their ideas and take a league title off us when it's non, when it, when it's, when the fans are in the ground. Part of me thinks that genuinely what it might take, which I find fucking mental. Like we really should always look to strengthen and say like scarcely do. Um, but don't worry about that because the bank balance looks great and Peter Lowe's back in and so is his son. No, definitely. I, as you say, like I've been banging on about it for a few weeks. I think uh, that the the board need chased. I think the recruitment team really needs looked at. As I say, I don't. I think we've went probably three. Transfer windies way, but possibly two or three signings that have established themselves in the first team, and that's guys like Johnston and Palmer. And it's just even then, you see, like I know Palmer scored against Atletico, of course, but uh, Fort Johnston was really good the night. I thought it was his best display of the campaign by far. And apart from that, I thought he struggled as well. So it's, it's like you say, so you probably get about four or five players in that first team that you think, you know what, they are you're happy with them in your starting lineup. That's guys like Carter Vickers, of course, Cal McGregor, Kyogo, even Kyogo, you look at Kyogo, I think he like the goals he scored in the Champions League have been great, been great moves. But away from home, I, I just don't know if he's that presence that we need. And like you look at Celtic teams in the past that have had like your 
Edwards or Dembele's or even going back, guys like Samaras who give that sort of outball where Hugo's a fantastic player, but at times like he's just not in the game and felt the night we really did struggle for that outball. Like the few times we tried it in the first half with the ball over the top to him, I thought we looked really dangerous and you only need one of them to work out to get the goal. But apart from that, like like even like Matt O'Reilly, I agree, he's probably been our best player in this Champions League campaign. But then you're sort of starting to look about, as you say, Joe Hart, I think this will be his last season at Celtic, I'm pretty sure of it, and it's best for all parties at this point. But like Danny, I'm a big fan of Greg Taylor, and he just seems to be getting targeted regularly by opposition teams, and I think that's both European and domestically. But like Danny says, he's earned these sort of stripes in a Celtic shirt, and it'll get him credit for so long, but if it keeps continuing, you're going to have to look at another left-back as well. Uh, Liam Scales, I, 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 again, a bit like what you used to have said, I think, I think he's probably an SPFL level defender. I think he can defend decently enough, but it, just at Europe, I don't think he's cut out for it, and I think he's really poor with the ball as well. There was one especially night, I think he tried to play to Mikey Johnson, that was just never near him and put us on the back foot. Yeah, you've got eight, nine million Murphy centre-backs that kind of get near. I know uh, Narotsky is not in the squad, but him and Lagerbielka can't even get near domestically at the moment. Uh, so God knows what that says about them. And yeah, I, I'm just scunnered with it. And I don't know. Pony, have you got anything new? What I had before we keep this verification session going? Uh, I don't know if even know if we'll cover St Johnston. It's just it's good to get this out because it, it does feel like it's been a long time coming. I think even, I know we're, we're kind of harping on about the board and and just even other issues, like even the tickets for Lazio, Lazio or maybe the their own police couldn't have made it any more difficult for Celtic fans. It's a QR code. It needs to match your data birth on your password. It needs to make your uh, your passport. Sorry, it needs to match this. It needs to match that. Then you see the stadium checks tonight. Cops stunning there with batons antagonising people. Then get out. I mean, I was in Rotterdam again. It was a whole kept in thing. Polish useless, and uh, look, I'm not expecting the club to start a war with Italian Polish, but where's the desire to come out and help the fans and go over, use the lifeblood of the club? You're piling in tens of thousands to follow us up and down the place. You're going to speak to this and that. You're going to try your best to make it easy. There's just, it's just a laziness. There's, um, <coughs> there's just a real, it's like a daisy I think, for the board, and as it's, they've, they've got it completely sewn up. The EGM just kind of showed that all the questions about, um, about penalties to Rangers and just absolute nonsense. I was opposed to, um, why is James Forrest still playing for Celtic? Why are you? It, it, it does feel like I think I said this before, as if they're gaslighting when it comes to James Forrest, Celtic legend, and testimonials, and blah blah blah. He's not been a great player for us over the years, his numbers are only that impressive in terms of the amount of games he's played compared to other players. It's just, um, it does, it just it feels just, um, I don't know, it's just a strange. Um, and then there's been other issues where the board have shown how out of touch they are. Our old pal Lenny on a podcast on Monday after um, after we dropped points. Now, I get there's a lot of people still really like Neil Lennon, but a lot of people would, don't really forgive him for the mess he left the club in and the damage that could have done if Rangers were nice to daft. Um, but if I'm on talking, and I, I, I've not watched that, I doubt I will, but did anybody see him 
or that he's attempted to turn their own, the Dubai piss up and things like that. I highly, I highly doubt he get questioned to any, to any great degree. So, um, no, I think I think the club are poorly run. You can see that financially we're in a good position, but it would be very hard not to be in a good position when you get millions of fanatics that want to plough money into you, 60,000 that want to give you £700 a season, and then you've got corporate that want to give you more than that, and then there's all the, the added things like releasing four jerseys and shows and musicals and fuck knows what. So... The kind of the fact that we're in such a good financial position, it's not because of the board, it's because of people like us, it's, uh, the people that plough the money in, the people that, that go to the games, that pay thousands to travel ab- abroad. And I think, I think some of your fans forget that, that it's us that they keep it afloat and um, they give the board a wee bit too much credit for... No, it's, um, it's Rod Stewart that keeps it afloat. I know, I mean, even that, I mean, I've been told, I think, I think Rod Stewart does donate about £100,000 a year into the, the Celtic Foundation, but but the money he's quoted to have, he should be ploughing in that, and he certainly should be voting for the Tory party, but we're not going to get into the, the politics. I just, I found the last kind of few days bizarre, where people are kind of out there batting for, you should be all right, it's all right to vote the Tories. Well, that's fine, you're allowed that view, but surely other people are allowed to come out and say, the Tories are assholes or the Tories are cunts. I mean, the day that becomes controversial is the day, um, the day we chuck it. So, um, aye, it's just, it feels as though just loads of th- wee tiny things are going wrong now, and, uh, along with some big things, and it, it just creeps up, and um, you feel as if you're only another domestic result away for the, the people that kind of really back the board to, to turn in, and we've got a very difficult... <clears throat> month coming up, um, we're still kind of short numbers, and you've seen against Motherwell, we're struggling to create any clear-cut chances. As Craig Levine's going to make it difficult on Sunday, I don't doubt that. So, um, I, for Europe to be done so emphatic, emphatically by this point uh, with that group, and are you imagine we get the the Newcastle group? I mean, believe me, we would have made the Huns last year look like world beaters. We would have. Skish their team of a record by miles if we get in a group like that. And if we played Man City, I think they'd have taken double digits half us. So um, this year, it was all there. We had a kind of easier group, if you want to see. And we just held on. So we could turn up to VJ and go, we've got 70 million in the bank. And um, Everton have got a deduction. So hey-ho, could be worse. Uh, total nonsense. Um just, uh, just a bit, and I think Andy touched on it as well. We're a reactive club. We don't, uh, we don't go out and just act and kind of pre-plan. We're very reactive. Whereby there was no Jota replacement lined up. I don't know about the difference in time for Palmer coming in and Jota leaving, but even then, Palmer's not a like for like replacement really. Um, we wait until the best players at the door until we kind of react. So. Um, uh, we were talking the other day, I listened to an episode back about managers shielding the board, I think, as well. When you look back, Lennon shielded the board because all the kind of criticism was pointed at him. And when you look back in hindsight, he, he was he, he was entitled to hang on for his money. It was the board's problem. The board very rarely sack people. They don't like doing it for some reason. They don't really take it. Again, being reactive or they wait until... They have no other choice as opposed to being on the front foot. I mean, say what you like about the Rangers when Michael Beale was proven that he was 
totally garbage. They sacked him very early. And if you look at Lennon, as I say, the fact that Lennon was kind of thrown out and everybody blamed him, and then Lawwell was reintroduced, what was that? It wasn't very much long after that. Um, it's, it's very strange. So um, I think this is just going to keep going on and on. I think um, I think there's got to be a lot of negativity around the club, which is really unfortunate. Um, I don't think any of the board give a shit. They've got all the money. They've got their salary increases, which I'm sure would uh, be eye-watering for people like us. Um, and then in January, I think... I think that'll kind of define what Rogers is going to be. Is he going to be the manager that gets loads of money? Is he going to be a manager that accepts getting no money? Or is he just going to go, nah, this is the same old story and I'm, I'll be back to England for a for a club that's maybe ambitious. So this is like a throwback to three years ago. Jesus. I'm sure there'll be some people going, oh, he's a spoiler. They've just won a treble and stuff like that. But you see, they're they build after winning a treble. Right, you're right, it's it's just I, I think the board just sees Celtic fans as a a meal ticket as you say like they just seem to I think it's what five jerseys they've released since March like fucking player of the year at Hydro as you say musicals whatever else they can get out of season ticket increases like I, I don't think that's been sort of highlighted enough the fact that they dropped the season tickets from 21 to 19 games and increased the price at the same time they don't see like don't seem to have been questioned about that. No bother with that. As you say, it's only their sort of wages that increase uh, year on year, whereas we're dealing with the same budgets that we appear to have been for the last sort of 15 years. And it's it's like you say, like we gave Lennon all the, all the stick in the world during that COVID season, and rightly so, but the, the matter should have been taken out of his hands and for everything that got drip-fed to you from like, uh, tabloid media. The only reason that it didn't get taken out of his hands was because you know, some shareholders and board members uh, held the support and that sort of, like, that lack of care for what they wanted. That The fact that they seen Celtic fans out there protesting after Ross County Cup game and other games that they thought, nah, you know what, we'll, we were going to sack him, but we'll keep him the new. And it's, like you say, it's the amount of... Or penalty to Rangers and I guess a, a wee laugh from uh, a few at the AGM but the rest of the support sort of turned around and said what's that got to do you like seen somebody asked a question about or oh, if, if Desmond's ever to sell his shares where well, can you make sure it's not to some Saudis or whatever and uh, his son says oh, don't worry as long as him or me are alive we'll never sell our shares they'll always be in our family and to be honest, I think that's terrible news that people can say what they want about the Saudis and the City Group and Red Bull teams. But, you know, let's see if one was running Celtic, he'd probably make him run a lot better. There'd be a lot more structure and things would be done right rather than this bowling club board that we've got who look after each other and that, that's all they care about. They've got you know, all the fans' money. They'll be licking their lips at the 40, been able to hit 30, 40,000 on the Home Cup ticket scheme with a £25 ticket to Bucky. Thistle in January as well and as you say I think they've got two ambitions uh, when they start the season, one to finish above Rangers and two to qualify for the Champions League and they're in a fortunate position because the coefficient has got us in a stage where if they uh, finish one point ahead of Rangers they automatically get a Champions League and you know what the, the, when you're, when you, it's not just us saying that the managers are saying that the squad needs quality so he can speak for 
weeks and weeks and months and months about how impressive the recruitment system is, but when he's still having to come out and say that, and I think only two of the new signings started it, that was Yang, who a fully fit squad probably isn't there, and Bernardo, who's a loan signing, who can't get near the team domestically as well. And it's it's, it's just sickening, because I think we've all got these massive ambitions, and we still see Celtic as this massive club, but the, the way we operate is just the smallest big club in the world, and it's a shame because I, I don't think there's much hope of anything sort of changing as long as we're lining their pockets they're they're happy to top up their pensions and their salaries and just live off of what the match going support are putting in their pockets and you mentioned it as well Tony you're right you're spot on about the problems that the support were having as I've seen on Twitter all day is people not getting treated right and not receiving tickets and just a lot of problems and I wouldn't hold my breath thinking that the club will come out with a statement about that because they, they won't be able to find a way to blame that on the Green Brigade, I'm sure. So I don't think there's much hope of uh, getting anything about that. There's still nobody no anything about the terrible, like, sort of overcrowding that Hibs as well. Like, they just put that in the Green Brigade as well. They've not come out and spoke about that, although anybody that's been Easter Road knows that's been happening for years about the near-crust-like situations and... As we mentioned last week, you've not had an official statement or an official response from Celtic, apart from one sort of wee sentence to a fan media outlet that reached out to them about the Israel manager calling the support anti-Semitic. And as I say, I don't think they will care as long as their share prices eh, going the right way and that they're getting their dividends. Then, you know, good luck to them. They're, they're making eh, a lot of money off of Celtic, whereas the club seems to be sort of as you mentioned, it seems mental that we're already saying with this sort of squad and team, what Mayor Kim Rogers do. It's as if when Ange left, they, they say, you know what, let's get a, a top level manager in. And I was one that was there before. But that, that seemed to be them. They seemed to say, aye, that's it, Rogers, you're, you're here. You're top manager. You just do what you can with what's there. And, you know, what the husband spells in this Champions League campaign where we have played all right. But I think we were three or four real quality signings away from possibly getting out of this group. You look at that Lazio team there on the verge of qualifying eh, on match day five and if, if we'd have just improved in a few vital areas, we, we very well could be in that position, which is really unfortunate and it's, it's quite criminal as well. It's it's just, it seems like another missed opportunity and no, you say it's a reactive. I don't even, I wouldn't even give him that credit because when Lennon went and he sat about and waited for Eddie Howe for three months and then got knocked back and you know what, Ange Foster was a great Celtic manager, one of my favourites in my life. But I still think, like, I think there was a lot of work on their part. The fact that they brought this guy in who just sort of revolutionised the dressing room and brought in great signings and was just a, such a uniting figure for the club. I, I don't think they. I don't think it was a genius move by the Celtic board. I, I do think that they probably got extremely lucky with uh, landing some City Group linked coach who just happened to be what well, turned out to be one of the best Celtic managers we've had in years. But Daniel, come to you. We're, we're ranting on. I know as we've mentioned, it has been a bit of a therapy session. Anything else you want to add, or are you looking forward to coming up against Craig Levine St Johnston on Sunday? No, I'm not looking forward to that at all. Um, it's, again, I think they're, they're shit, but they'll kick us off the park. They'll set up 5-4-1 and they'll 
unless we can produce a better quality, they'll get a better joy. But just last on the Champions League, I think Yusuf, I mean, I've been sitting nodding away listening to his talk, but if you look at the five games, right, I would, the way the performances have went, I would argue, I probably said it before, but I would argue that they've got the basis of a good team there that could actually do something in Europe, but they're three or four real quality players short. Like, you know, I'm saying players will not take a step forward in this squad, but if you added quality in, you know, if you added real quality in, you might see Yang come on quicker. You might see Kyogo go, go up another level. Carter Vickers might take, you know. But if, if they're no being backed by quality, you know, good players want to play with good players. I just feel that as much as much I think he's, he's a good player, I mean, you'll never hear anyone saying bad about Maeda, right? But our game plan the Champions League this year, I know he gets sent off and he didn't play the night, but seems to be to get him the ball, whereas surely his assets, his pace and his, you know, his engine, so we should be trying to, no, keep him off the ball, but we should be giving him the ball where he can run into it. We should be giving him the ball as much space as possible. We're giving him the ball and he's got to face a defender. I don't think we're ever going to progress like that, so we need we need more quality. I think, as I say, January is huge for like it, it's getting to a point where the club just it's like they need to pay a fair amount hit or something. Just to spend money, just to give Rogers players because he's he's clearly no got what what he, what he needs. Um, but then they might think, well, fuck, we're out of Europe, so what's the point? Well, we need to fucking be ready. The, you know, we need to go into next year. Um, I think. I don't know if we go straight into the Champions League next year. If we win the league, I think we might need to play a playoff. And it's that stupid new format. The board, I mean, they'll be saying the rosary to try and get into it because it's an extra home game. It's an hour 50 quid they can slam up fans when they come when it comes to packages. Um, so they'll be... But yeah, they could speculate to accumulate and get us in there quite handily if they just spent a bit of fucking money. Um, but, you know, Andy's... Just talking about the final game is I hate when this happens and these games become fucking damp squibs and um sorry damp squibs um and Everton just becomes it's boring you know and you'll probably still get fifty thousand folk that have bought their tickets and thought fuck I'm going um I went to the one fifteen year ago now God that's scary um against Villarreal when we won two nothing and it was fucking flat and. You know, you just, you go because you like going, and then at the end of it, you're like, well, that was fucking pointless. But the club maybe got another couple of hundred grand in the bank, so maybe the pressure will be on Rogers to win the game. But um, Rogers is saying he needs more quality. We, you know, nothing that we didn't know. Um, I think Rogers is saying it is it is a good thing. He should come out and he should be saying to them, "This is what I fucking need," because it's probably his. This is how you can speak to the board, and everybody knows what you're saying. So. We don't know what goes on behind closed doors, but I mean, we could be here on eight going in circles, so I'm not going to go on. But St Johnston Sunday, tough, tough game because we're not playing as well as we should be. Um, we seem to have started a wee bit more great against Aberdeen. I thought the international break was a good thing at the time because of Kyogo's injury and a few others that we were nursing, but it looks as if it's kind of stopped us in our tracks. So we'll need to get going again. Um, no better place to do it than the next game. And... I can expect a response and a performance with the team, um, but at this point, just get three points on the board and start to look forward because December's going to be a very busy month and a very pivotal month, and 
you know, right, the final game now is a, a non-event, so, but you'd like to think you'll put a strong enough team out not to get completely embarrassed. Um, so that's around 90 minutes in the legs and that culminates in, you know, a game at Parkhead against against them, eh, which we really should be getting into with at least, at least five clear, because I don't know if they play their game in Horn in between now, but I think they might even we might even have another game on them, so we should be at least double figures because I think we might play the weekend they're playing the cup final. So we need to have points on the board against them and then we need to beat them. And then you can look to a few weeks off. But I'll Dan I'll know that yet. I'm already looking forward to the winter break and no in a few weeks where I don't really need to worry about whether Celtic are going to ruin my day or no. Um But then and the real frustration comes in when you you know, sign the J League player of the year. Sorry, I stole that about a part of you. And uh, anybody else? Well, that's uh, as I think what Anes was talking about the January window, and that's what we say, that's what I say. I say that's all right. We'll sign whoever finishes as a J League player of the year, but that's clearly working for them. And now the fact that Tomoki Awata wasn't even in the squad tonight, so that's how well that one sort of works out. And uh, I'll just give my bit about St Johnston. And now I think it'll be probably one of the worst games of the season. Like the Levine team after a. I know a disappointing European game. I know what you're saying about the action, but I, I just can't see. It. I think it'll probably be very low scoring. I mean, no surprise if it was one 0 or two 0 to Celtic. I think should have well enough to uh, beat them, and I hope we do put in a performance. But uh, I just think it'll be one of the games. It's just absolutely turgid, and you're not going to see St Johnston play much football. They obviously held us to a goalless draw at Celtic Park already, so. Kept us at one, still fancy doing it again. Uh, but I am going to go for one nil Celtic, and uh, I don't know. Probably, do you know what? It'll probably be a penalty, so we'll go for Turnbull to uh, get that because he'll probably come back in at the expense of Bernardo, who's kept our Champions League games only. It seems. But uh, Andy, what's your thoughts on Sunday? You know, you know what to expect from him, especially a fucking Craig Levine team. But hi, I don't think we're playing that great. Um, I mean, we've been a bit stopped all season, so I would. Probably expect that to continue. Um, even the way I don't know, spoke about sort of squad and players that will be available, I think there'll be one or two changes. But I am I'm expecting a tough game. I think we'll probably get with sort of three-one win or something like that. But I think for the most part, it probably will be they'll just set out to make it difficult. And as I say, we're not playing great. He'd still probably be doing a wee bit. Being sort of mathematically out of Europe now, um, but I mean, I hope for a reaction at the players, I'd, I'd, I'd love to see that, but I would just be surprised. I think I'm a bit like Danny, I just want to get to the next the next window and, and, and build, and hopefully, hopefully, things change, but I don't see that either. Um, but I mean, realistically, if if Celica ran properly and things are done, how you would expect it to be done. Then there'll be some players who are going out and into a game and get an opportunity like this to to go and prove why they should be here because the squad needs trimmed. It's too big. There's too many players. There's too many employees at Celtic earning a wage when they fucking shouldn't be. That starts for the very top. But there's too many players there um, on the payroll when when they just shouldn't be. They should have been cut short years ago. Um, they should have been shipped on. And we've got an incredible fucking talent that's just hanging on to players for no apparent reason. Um, it's, I, it's, it's, it's something that hopefully a few players are out there to prove a point as to why they should be here. But I, I'm expecting a, I'm expecting a tough game, Dan. I think it'll be quite, quite tight for the majority of the game. But 
we'll get away um, and, and, and win comfortably and they end up um, and as I say it will be a 3-1 win Maybe you Tony get any prediction for Sunday? Expect that we'll win and uh, if we win we should just give everybody at the club a big fat fucking bonus a big whoop they do we'll beat a team we've probably got about 300 fucking times the amount of money they've got so yes I think we'll win on Sunday it'll probably be quite dismal to watch Um There'll be a sub in there that'll probably drive you to distraction. So I think we'll win v St. Johnson. And I think it's uh, Hibs after that. I'll be coming over for that. And then Feyenoord, I see that they've actually went out. So that'll be a total dead rubber for both teams. Um, it would be a good time to actually just get a win, just to get rid of the atrocious record we've got. I go in 15... 15 games in the Champions League route that I won. I think we're the only club to ever do that. The only British club, I think he says. Or Irish club, depending how you look at it. <laughs> but I think I could go another 15 games with the board we have and the, the way they prepare for these campaigns. So um, I think Sunday we'll win 3 0. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just another really poor European campaign that was avoidable this time, really avoidable we could have done a lot better and um, we've only got ourselves to blame oh, Definitely and uh, you mentioned the 15 game record don't let them know that that's them. Uh, that's the Celtic board responsible for an art record being broken up could use that to give himself a bonus as well uh, Danny I know you covered it, did you get a score prediction? I didn't I, would, I think it'll be 2 not and, and then both goals will come in the second half and I'll go for O and Kyogo. Magic, so at least a couple of 4-1 uh, predictions from us, there wasn't any on the last episode for this Lazio game, but aye, that'll do as we're well over the 50 minute mark, so we hope you've enjoyed it, and enjoyed might be the wrong word, but if it's worked as much as a therapy session for us as it has for you, then let us know and we'll send, send you the bill, but uh, no, nah, we hope you enjoyed it, let us know what you thought. Uh, just search for Pod Tims or Four Tims a podcast wherever you use social media. And thanks very much for taking the time to listen. Hail, hail. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.